part one of the Christmas Gospel. This is the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. This is the gospel of the Lord. You may be seated for part two of our Christmas gospel. This reading is from St. Luke chapter 2 beginning at verse 8. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is the gospel of the Lord. I'd now like to invite the children to come forward again, if you would, and just Make yourself comfortable here, right in front of the altar. This is the best part. Good to see everybody. There's more room in the inn. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Okay, so here we have one more person coming up. Very good. 
So again, my name is Pastor Luther, and it is so wonderful to have you here as we celebrate Christmas. I know everybody's excited about what happens tomorrow morning. I don't know, some people open presents on Christmas Eve, but most of us probably open them Christmas morning. Oh, but okay, well, that's a wonderful tradition. I see, comes Christmas night. So we open presents at different times. But the reason we're here tonight is to go back to the story that is the reason for our celebration and why we have this tradition of giving gifts to one another as a way of celebrating and giving thanks for the love that has come into our life in Jesus. So we hear the story tonight in a lot of different ways. Music is one way. We've already sung a number of beautiful Christmas carols, right? And they tell the story in song of what's happening in, in this night and how Jesus comes into the world and why that's such a joyful and wonderful thing. You also heard readings. You heard Deacon Tom and you heard me do readings that proclaim the story and that's another way that we take in this magical, mysterious, wonderful story. But you know, if you're like me, there's nothing like seeing. Seeing is believing. And so we have here on the altar this beautiful manger scene. And this, in a way, tells the whole story again. And so I want to see if maybe you can help me Remember how the story goes, okay? Let's see if we can start from the beginning. As I remember it, I think the first thing that happens in this story is that an angel appears to this young woman. I wonder, I can't quite remember what her name was. Does anybody remember what her name is? Yeah? Mary, that's it, Mary, and here she is, there's Mary right there. Well, this angel, oh, wait a minute, what's the angel's name? Does anybody remember the angel that appears to Mary? His name is Gabriel. So the story begins with the angel Gabriel appearing to Mary and saying, you are the most favored among all women. For you will bear a son, and not just any son, but the Son of God. Don't be afraid. And Mary's scratching her head. Boy, this is surprising news, she must be saying to herself. Because, in fact, I have a boyfriend, and we just got engaged. Now, what was his name again? Who was Mary engaged to? Uh, oh, yeah, Joseph, Joseph. So Mary says, we're not even married yet, and you're telling me that I'm going to have a baby? How, how is that possible? And the angel says to Mary, the Holy Spirit of God will come upon you and give you this child, and this child you shall name Jesus, and he will be the Prince of Peace. He will be the Son of God. He will be the Messiah. And Mary says, my goodness, let your word come true. And Mary says, I am willing and able to have your child. Well, 
when the news gets back to Joseph, he too's pretty confused, right? They're not married, and Mary says, I'm going to have a baby. And Joseph says, what? How is that even possible? And Mary tries to explain things to him, but it doesn't quite make sense. So what does God do? God sends another angel. And this angel he sends to Joseph to tell Joseph, Joseph, do not be afraid because God himself is the one who is giving Mary this child. And this child will be called Jesus and he will be the son of God. And it's up to you, Joseph, to be the father of this child and to treat this child as your own. And Joseph, being a good man, says, yes, indeed, that is what I will do. And so there they are, Mary and Joseph, expecting a baby, and Mary gets bigger and bigger, and everything seems to be going smoothly there in their hometown of Nazareth, when all of a sudden the emperor, the Roman emperor, Augustus, who's not a very nice guy, Augustus says, I think the empire needs more money, and in order to raise more money, I need to count all the people in the empire. And so I want everybody to go back to the town that they came from and register there. And then based on how many people there are in each town, I'll know how much money to raise. Well, Joseph and Mary are saying, my goodness, Mary's out to here. She's almost ready to have a baby. And they're in Nazareth, and Joseph is from the little town of Bethlehem. And so if he's going to do what the emperor says, he has to go all the way with Mary from Nazareth to Bethlehem. Now, I double-checked this on Google, okay? It is not easy to get from Nazareth to Bethlehem. According to my GPS, I put it in, it takes 34 hours to walk, because they didn't have cars, they certainly didn't have planes, to walk from Nazareth to Bethlehem. 34 hours. And here's poor Mary, right? She's big and it's hard to walk when you're pregnant. So Joseph figures, well, let's get a donkey or something for her to ride on. And so there they go. They have to obey what the emperor says, and so they go from all the way from Nazareth. It takes two days at least to get to Bethlehem. And they get to Bethlehem, and they're exhausted. And she's about ready to give birth to this baby. And they don't have a place to stay. And so they go to the nearest inn, and they knock on the door, and they say, please, please, please give us a room. And the innkeeper opens the door a little bit, and says to them, there's no room at the inn. Sorry. And he closes the door. Now what are they going to do? What are they going to do? There's no place to stay. So poor Joseph, being a resourceful, responsible dad, he says, well, we're just going to make the best of it. I see this little stable out back behind the inn. Let's go there, and I'll make you as comfortable as I can. And that's when we get to this scene here of the crash. And so Joseph takes Mary into this stable. And there's a little feeding trough called a manger. And then it, Mary goes into labor and this beautiful 
beautiful baby boy is born. Except, as we know, this is no ordinary baby boy. This is the Son of God himself, Jesus. And so they, they lay him in the manger. And then at that very same time, there is in the fields, off in the distance, a, a group of shepherds tending their sheep, just minding their own business. These shepherds out at night watching their sheep. And suddenly there appears in the sky another angel. An angel says to the shepherds, fear not. For I bring you good news of great joy for all people. Behold, this night to you a Savior is born, the Messiah, the Lord. And the sign that you will know is that the baby will be wrapped in cloth and laid in a manger. Well, these shepherds, their heads are spinning. This is the most exciting news they've heard. They've been out here in the fields for months and months, and nothing like this has happened. And so they say, well, we must find this child. And so they rush, and here they come, sheep behind them and a few other animals, and they come and they see this child born in the manger. And they are overjoyed. And at the same time this is happening, there's a choir of angels that are appearing in the sky, and they're singing glory to God in the highest and peace to all people on earth. Quite the scene. But these shepherds, one of the most amazing things that they do is after they see what has happened, after they see that this child, this son of God has been born, they don't just keep that news to themselves. They go out and they tell as many people as they can rush off into the fields, the hills, proclaiming Jesus Christ has been born. The Son of God is here. And somehow, these three wise men from the east, they learn of this too. Maybe they bumped into one of the shepherds. We don't know for sure. But they hear that a new king has been born. And so these wise men, these magi, from the east, they travel on their camels and come to the manger to see for themselves. And they see a star in the sky that guides them there and gets them in the right direction. And they come bearing gifts because this is a new special king, unlike any king that's ever lived on the earth. And they want to give him the very best presents. Does anybody remember what they give him? Yes. Gold, very good, because gold is what kings get. And then there are two other things that are a little trickier. Frankincense and myrrh, which are spices. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And so now the news is spreading all throughout the world that Jesus Christ is born. And that's why we are here today. But you know what? That's sort of what happened. The most important part of the story, though, is not what happened, it's why it happened. And the reason that God gave us a son is because God loves us so much that he wanted to share in our lives to the fullest by giving us a son who was completely human, 
And so, in all of our joys and happiness, God is with us. And when we are sad or disappointed or lonely, God is with us. It doesn't matter what happens in our life. God is always with us. Yes. We are never alone. That's exactly right. God is with us. And you know what? St. Matthew says that in addition to being given the name Jesus, which means the one who saves, they also, Mary and Joseph, named him, they gave him a nickname. And his nickname was Emmanuel. And Emmanuel means God with us. And so it is a way to remember that God is always with us. And so, this is what I want you to take away tonight. We celebrate Christmas because God gave us a son who is pure love. And he gave us this son because he loves us and always wants to be with us. And Jesus wasn't just born 2,000 years ago. He's actually being born every single day, anytime a person like you opens his or her heart to Jesus. Jesus is knocking at the door. And so we don't want to be like the innkeeper who says, there's no room here. We want to make room for Jesus by opening our hearts to Jesus' love. And then, once we do, we want to be like the shepherds and go out and tell everybody in the world the good news that we now have, that love is here, that love is here to stay, and that love is what this world is about. And that's what Christmas is about. Yes, it's wonderful to receive gifts. Yes, it's wonderful to give gifts. But the reason we do this is because God loves us, and we, in turn, are called to love. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon from Holy Trinity Evangelical Lutheran Church in Newington, New Hampshire, part of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. You can find us at htelc.com. And don't forget, you are loved.